Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Oh, sweetie, um, are you, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? And <laughs> I don't know why I do that voice. Are you saved? <laughs> and Ovira, and Ovira, I could, I, I'm looking at Ovira, right? And I'm like, lady, you are barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I'm looking at Ovira and I'm going, no, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Ovira's like, I felt like it's a time stopped. You know, and I'm like, And Ovira looked at her, she goes, she said, yes, sweetie, I know Jesus. I've been saved for a long time like that. And I was like, that's great. She gave a great response. And she kind of, and boy, I'm telling you, I'm still talking about that thing today. We, <laughs> we've been married for 32 years, and I'm still talking about that. I'm like, so you ain't saved, huh? <laughs> you don't know the Lord, huh? I don't know how he expected people. And then they had what was called carpet time. And this is what I remember. They had carpet time. I wish I was making this stuff up. I am not making this stuff. This is true. If I was making it up, I'd tell you I'm just joshing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They had carpet time. So then he said, okay, people, it's carpet time. And, and carpet time meant that they had this big area in the back of the room, in the back of the sanctuary, and it was like a remnant of carpet, a huge remnant of carpet, and people would just go back there and, and get on the carpet, and whatever you felt like the Spirit was telling you to do, that you would do during that time. So if you felt like laughing in the Spirit, you would just go back there and get on the carpet and, ah, ha, 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 ah, ha, ha, yeah, or if you felt like crying or whatever, or getting in the fetal position, and just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And all of these kinds of things are done in the name of the Spirit. I can tell you right now, none of that is of the Lord. The Spirit's job is to cause you to look to Jesus. Nobody should ever walk out of this church saying, well, man, did y'all feel the Spirit? I'll wait while you clap your hands. I sure will. Nobody should ever walk out this church thinking, man, did you feel a spirit? Ooh, man, that worship team, they were hot. Did you feel that spirit? Ooh, yeah, he was all, ooh, yeah, ooh, the spirit of God was all over me. Ooh. Uh-uh. You missed it. Because the spirit does not bring glory to himself. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? The Spirit does not bring glory to himself. 
The spirit causes you to worship Jesus. The spirit says worship Jesus. John 16, look at verse 14 again, and then I'm going to move on. Look at verse 14 again. He will glorify me, Jesus said, for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. Do you get that? So in the triune God, the Father is, there's no jealousy or bitterness among the triune God. The, the, the Father wants Jesus to have the spotlight. The Son is never jealous of the Father. The Son is under the authority of the Father. The Son loves to do the will of the Father, John 4, 34, and is always submitting fully to the Father. And he does it with joy. Huh? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame. The son always obeyed the father and he did it with joy. Go to the website and read that blog. I think it, you'll, you'll find it interesting. The spirit is the third person in, in, in the Trinity and is under the ultimate authority of the father and the son. And again, there's a unity and a harmony and no jealousy or bitterness between the triune Godhead. Now listen, the Holy Spirit got a pen. Jot this down. The Holy Spirit is a who, not a what. The Holy Spirit is a who, not a what. A.W. Tozer said, the Holy Spirit is a being dwelling in another mode of existence. He has no weight, nor measure, nor size, nor any other color, nor extension in space, but he nevertheless exists as surely as you exist. The Holy Spirit is a person with all the qualities and powers of personality. The Holy Spirit is a person not a force, an energy, electricity, a ghost, a phantom, fluid, substance, or karma. The Holy Spirit is a person. And you might say, okay, Pastor Rodney, so what's the big deal if a person relates to the Holy Spirit as an energy or a force or a person? Well, it is a big deal for a couple of two reasons. Number one, it's a problem with your understanding of the scripture, which then can be a problem with your salvation. Number two, if you believe the Holy Spirit is a force or an energy, then you are likely to try and channel the force and get more of the force. And you're less likely to be submitted to him. R.A. Torrey said this, if we think of the Holy Spirit as so many do, as merely a power or an influence, our constant thought will be, how can I get more of the Holy Spirit? But if we think of him in a biblical way, as a divine person, our thought will rather be, how can the Holy Spirit have more of me? Huh. So the Holy Spirit is a person. And if in fact he is a person, then he ought to have personality traits like a person. Yes? Once you try to write these down and keep up with me, okay? Talking about personality traits. If he is a person, then he ought to have personality traits. Well, let's look at some of those. The Holy Spirit, number one, has intelligence. Most people have intelligence. Amen. You'll get that on the way home. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 10 to 13. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the th things of a man except the spirit of a man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. 
These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. The Holy Spirit has intelligence. He is able to search the deep things of God. An energy or a force or an essence doesn't have intelligence. The Holy Spirit has a will. We can't look at every scripture today, but we'll just, you write them down, jot them down. The Holy Spirit has a will. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. But one and the same Spirit, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one as he wills. The Holy Spirit has a will. Not only does the Holy Spirit have intelligence and a will, but the Holy Spirit has emotion, love, joy, happiness, anger, grief, emotion. Romans chapter 15, verse 30. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayer. The Holy Spirit has an overflow and abundance of love for us. It's the same kind of love the Father has, the same kind of love the Son has. The Father doesn't love you more. Listen to me. The Father doesn't love you more. Jesus doesn't love you more. The Holy Spirit doesn't love you more. They all love you the same. And when is the last time you heard of electricity loving you? The Holy Spirit has emotion, and the Holy Spirit can be lied to. Don't you remember the husband and wife team, Ananias and Sapphira, in Acts chapter 5? They sold some land and kept some of the money for themselves and gave some to the church, and they lied and acted like they had given all their money to the church. And Peter said, you didn't lie to man, you have lied to God, the Holy Spirit. Ananias and Sapphira, you know the story, they died because they lied to the Holy Spirit. You can't lie to a force or to an energy. Now, side note, this is the only example that we have in the Bible of being slain in the Spirit. Y'all didn't hear me. This is the only example we have of being slain in the spirit. Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit and they died. Both of them died. Now we hear so much about being slain in the spirit. Uh, And we've seen so much. I mean, you can turn on any Christian event and there's someone, you know, touching people on the forehead and, you know, and they just fall out in the spirit and they just fall out and they just, they're laying there or, they wave a jacket at you and, you know, you just, woo And you just go out and you just lay in there and they call that being slain in the spirit. Listen, there is no example in the Bible of being slain in the spirit. Well, let me take that back. Yeah, there is. But it's not being slain in the spirit. It's being slain by the spirit. Uh, I think of 2 Kings, 185,000 Assyrians were slain in one night. Again, Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit, and they weren't slain in the Spirit. They were slain by the Spirit. So whether you're slain in the Spirit or by the Spirit, the point is, you ain't getting up. The point is, you is dead. Amen. The Spirit killed you if you've been slain in the Spirit. Y'all need to read your Bible. Y'all don't know. You need to read your Bible. You ain't getting up. I don't know where this phenomenon comes from of people being slain in the spirit. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. 
I think uh, perhaps it's just some phenomena, and sometimes you maybe work yourself up to the point where you're just so ecstatic and overcome, or there's this expectation that when this man comes down this line, you know, the power of suggestion is very, very powerful. So I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I will tell you that there is no biblical example where someone was slain in or by the Spirit and ever got up to tell anybody about it. That's what I will tell you. Okay, talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and personality traits, the Holy Spirit can be quenched. Are y'all still with me? The Holy Spirit can be quenched. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 19. The word quench means to extinguish, to suppress, to stifle. Like a fire, the Holy Spirit wants to blaze to a full flame in your life. Again, you can't quench a force or an energy. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Ephesians chapter four, verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The word grieve means to deeply hurt. It implies that there's an authority that is being exercised. And when you're unwilling to submit to that authority, you're deeply hurting and grieving the heart of God. And you grieve the heart of the Father. And you grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 63.10. But they rebelled and grieved the Holy Spirit. Again, you can't do that to a force or an energy. Only a person. The Holy Spirit speaks. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me. Now, how did he say it? We don't know. Did he say it audibly? Did he say it loud enough where they heard it in in their hearts? Did he say it through a word of prophecy come to them by someone? We don't know, but we do know the Bible teaches the Holy Spirit said, so the Holy Spirit can speak. And he said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. How many times have you been in situations or a discussion and you didn't know what to say and all of a sudden a verse popped in your mind? How many times you've been in a discussion? Are y'all still with me? How many times you've been in a discussion where, you know, you're talking about something and, and all of a sudden you're talking about this and you're talking about that and you're putting this together and putting that together and you didn't even know you knew all that. You're like, man, that was good. I should have wrote that down. That was good. I can't believe I got all that in between naps with Pastor Rodney. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. The Holy Spirit, like a person, has the ability to teach, John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said unto you. Listen at this story of Mr. Rogers. You guys remember Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers, listen to this story, the the television children's personality. Mr. Rogers, did you know, was also an ordained minister? And he said it was years ago, my wife and I were worshiping in a little church with friends. We were on a vacation, and I was in the middle of my homiletics course. That's the study of preaching. Homiletics is the study of preaching and learning how to preach. He said, during the sermon, I kept picking off every mistake I thought the preacher was making. When this interminable sermon finally ended, I leaned into my friend intending to say something critical and I stopped myself when I saw tears rolling down his face and he whispered to me, he said, that preacher said exactly what I needed to hear. 
That was an incredible lesson and an incredible experience to me. And I, Mr. Rogers said, was judging and the Holy Spirit spoke to me about judgment. Isn't that interesting? Mr. Rogers, sitting in a sermon, preachers preaching a message. Mr. Rogers, picking apart everything the preacher's saying. The guy sitting right next to him is moved by the Holy Spirit by everything that the preacher's saying. Isn't it interesting that that happens, and I see it happen every week here in the church, where we are all in the same environment. I'm going to let y'all go and get your chicken sandwich in a few minutes. Hold on. We're all in the same environment. We're all hearing the word of God. We all worship the same songs, all heard the same music, all hearing the same sermon, and one person is affected one way and another person is affected a totally different way. One person is thinking, man, I'll be glad when that guy is done so I can go get my chicken sandwich and Chick-fil-A is closed on Friday, on Sunday, and I need to figure out where I'm going to go get a chicken sandwich and I want some mayonnaise. That's where your head is at. And somebody else is like, man, man, ain't not much about the Holy Spirit. Wow, really? Man, I need to read my Bible more. Man, I'm really moved by that. It is interesting for me as a preacher, casting the seed of the word of God, that I grab into my seed bag and grab it out, the word of God, and grab it and cast it out. That's all I'm doing when I'm teaching. I'm just casting seed. And the Holy Spirit is taking the seed and planting it in the hearts of each and every one of you. That is why you can hear something that, 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 that you believe I said in my sermon when I really didn't say that. The Holy Spirit said that. But you think I said it because I'm up here speaking, but really it's the Holy Spirit talking to you. I can't teach you nothing. I can't learn you anything. Are y'all hearing me? I can't learn you anything. What I can do is stand up here and share what God has given to me, and it's the Holy Spirit's job to teach you. And then when, when the lights come on and you have that aha moment and you go, oh, man, wow, yeah, okay, I get that. Oh, I never understood it like that. Wow, okay, I got it now. That ain't got nothing to do with Pastor Rodney. That has everything to do with the Holy Spirit spoke to you and taught you and opened up your eyes. The Spirit of God leads you and teaches you. But you've got, amen, amen. But you got to remain open like Mr. Rogers sitting there picking out all the wrong things and the other guys ministered to. Same thing happened to Jesus. Jesus is on the cross. There's a thief on the right and a thief on the left. And one says to Jesus, hey, when you get down, he says, Jesus, when you get in your kingdom, remember me. Don't forget about us. Don't forget about me. I want to be in your kingdom too. And the other guy says, Jesus, when you get down, why don't you get down? And after you get down, help us get down. Rodney won one. Both of them had the same experience. Two different responses. They both had the same experience. They both were hanging there on the cross. They both are condemned to die. Along with Jesus in the center. 
And they both, all, they both hear the same thing. They hear the words coming out of Jesus' mouth, the same. Jesus tells John, John, take care of mom. This is your mom now. Take care of her. They all hear the same thing, same situation, same environment, same words. Everything is the same. One responds in one way, and one responds a different way. It happens. It happens in church all the time. The Holy Spirit, talking about personality traits like a person, has the ability to teach. We need to move on. The Holy Spirit, like a person, forbids or prevents. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 and 7, write it down. The Holy Spirit prevented Paul from going to areas of Asia Minor. The Holy Spirit intercedes. We're talking about personality traits. He intercedes, Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps with our weaknesses. But we do not know what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. Romans 8, 34, okay, 8, 26, 8, 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore, it is also is Christ who's risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. And lastly, saints, I leave you with this. Matthew chapter 12, the Holy Spirit can be blasphemed. The word blasphemed means to shake your fist at. It means that you shake your fist at God. When you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it means that you shake your fist at God and say, I don't need you in my life. I don't want you in my life. I can do it on my own. You're sticking your fist at God. That's what it means. And like you can shake your fist at the Holy Spirit and blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you can blaspheme a person. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 12. It's on the screen, verse 31 and 33 through 33. Therefore, I say to you, Jesus said, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Somebody, come on, help me read it. Either in this age or in the age to come. Now listen, this is probably one of the most important teachings of all mankind. Did you hear me? Of all mankind. This topic of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is probably the most important thing to ever roll off the lips of any preacher to help people to understand that they don't want to do it. Jesus said all sin will be forgiven, man. Every sin committed will be forgiven. Murder. If you murder somebody, you can be forgiven. Adultery. Pedophile. Sex, sexual addicts, drug addicts, people who produce pornography, people who sell pornography, internet stalkers, dancers. I ain't talking about with the stars either. Amen. Every sin can be forgiven, men, except what? And that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That one sin you cannot be forgiven of. Every sin of every description can be forgiven except one. The sin of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Now, when God says something will never be forgiven, that means a million ages from now, his verdict will stand like granite. So with that is pretty serious. And if Jesus says something will never be forgiven, then we ought to understand exactly what it is and how to stay away from it. And that, in the coming weeks, we will do.
because I have a whole teaching, literally a whole sermon just on this one topic that I think we'll talk about toward the end of our study on the life of the Spirit. Um, our last study will be the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And um, we'll talk more. So uh, do your best. Don't miss a Sunday. Um, let's go through this uh, together. And we learn and we grow uh, together. Father, we love you today. And thank you for your great love for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you've told us in your word that, Lord, every sin, saints, come on, stand to your feet. Every sin will be forgiven. We thank you for that. Because, Lord, we have many things that we need to be forgiven of. And so, Father, we confess those to you. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.